Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to the Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Um, we're in our second hour with the professional experts here. Um, again, thank you to our 6 p.m. show with Heidi Pratt, the Heidi Pratt story, um, Saving Grace. Um, that was just powerful. If you get a chance, please listen to that episode of Never Had It So Good, and I'll make sure to reshare it um, on all the pages after we finish this one. Let me welcome in my co-host, Tim Moore. Tim Moore, how are you? I'm doing fine, Princess. Uh, glad to be back with you guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Doug Rowley is, is a little busy right now, so we're going to carry on without him and get the guys in here. Steve Thornton, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Real good, Princess. How are you guys doing, you and Tim? Doing, doing, doing good. Doing good. 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 Awesome, good. awesome, awesome. Um, Coach Donald Jones, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, sir. Thank you for being on. We appreciate that. Um, Will Lewis, welcome to the show. Greetings, everybody. Hope everybody had a good weekend. We did. Had a great weekend. Yeah. Had a great weekend. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to start with um, you, Will Lewis, and and it's open mic time. What do you have for us? Uh, Let me see. Well, I'm still uh, on the, uh, the Dion effect out in Colorado. I <laughs> um, thought it was kind of interesting out there that his his boys got together and decided to buy him a mansion up in Boulder. And the and the reason I think it's interesting is because I see where uh, CU uh, made like you know over fifteen million dollars in ticket sales, and uh, thirteen of that million dollars came from the football program. So obviously um, maybe CU could have bought the house instead of his mm-hmm. kids buying the house. <laughs> I think they probably should have, considering. Um, I think the the the, the ticket sales or um, the concession from the first game took care of the whole um, uh, cost of the season for the soccer team and the softball or something like that. So the Dion yep. effect is in full effect um, in 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 um, Colorado for sure. And then I think they generated what. So many millions of dollars, 113 million in the economy. Um, so let's see what year two can bring. But obviously, um, you know, I think he was one of the biggest stories of of, of sports, not just college football, of sports in 2023. Right. Yeah, let me welcome in Jay Hayes to the show. Jay Hayes, how are you, sir? Princess, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Thank you for being on. We appreciate that. Um, let's go to Coach Donald Jones for open mic. What do you have? Um, well, well, you know, this, this is the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, that's what, you know, I'm excited <laughs> about the two teams. I think the two teams that made it are the best two teams in the NFL. Um, you know, it's been, it's been uh, you know, I know Kansas City hasn't been, you know, you know, had a, had a year of, a full year of playing excellent football, but I think they're playing better than anybody right now. I think the defense is phenomenal, you know, and then you got the best, then you got the GOAT, that quarterback. 
So um, San Francisco, they have the talent to win, but um, they're going to have to really, really play some great ball to, to beat Kansas City, in my opinion. I know people, are, I think most people might be picking, you know, Frisco, but I'm telling you, I, I just, I got a feeling about Kansas City is going to get their second championship in a row. Yeah, as I've been saying, Coach Donald Jones, I'm just not betting against Patrick Mahomes um, for sure. Um, I, I just won't bet against him. All right, so Steve, Gordon, right. what do you have, open mic? Uh, good evening, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I heard someone mention the uh, Colorado effect that Dion has had. That's interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought of that. That's a real interesting point about how he has affected everything, although we know he has. But for his sons to come, they do some things. Let me say what I want to say. They do some things that I know Dion is his own man, but he has got to know that they don't really, like, sit well with people. He can do it in spite of it. And the appearance of his sons buying him a mansion while they're still in college, it just doesn't. It doesn't sit well with a lot of people, and myself personally. I, I just think it was unnecessary. But if they can afford to do it, more power to them. And I'll move on from that. I know there are some Eagles fans on the on the line, too. They hired Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. I thought that was a pretty interesting move, considering he had been with the Chargers for one year, and obviously now Harvoke. Harbaugh comes in and, and brings in his regime, and he's the same guy that two years ago was the offensive coordinator here in Dallas. So I'm I'm just wondering what the Eagles are up to. He might be a better fit. I don't know. I, I think it, personally, I don't think it's a good fit between he and um, he and the offense, <laughs> he and Jalen Hurts. But we will see. We'll see. I just thought that was an interesting move. I, I say Steve Thornton, they can have him. Um, the the <laughs> conversation with Carlos Bradley last night is that they think that um, they want him to be a head coach in the NFL. And if Sirianni starts one and three, one and four next year, then out goes Sirianni and in comes Kellen Moore as the interim head coach. That was Carlos Bradley's take last night. Um, either mm, way, interesting. interesting conspiracy theory for sure. Jay Hayes, open mic. Thank you, Princess. Um, that's interesting, you know, telling uh, more to Philly. Uh, <laughs> I, I just see it as Sirianni's not very good at picking uh, coordinators. Uh, he's yeah. not done done a great job uh, last year, and uh, now he picks Kellen Moore. You know, he he did um, take the guy from Miami. Uh, that is a good coordinator. So um, that that was one in his favor. But uh, I, I don't know about Kellen Moore and, and Jalen Hurts. I, that's uh, that's not a good mix to me. But hey, what do I know? Um, the the thing about Dion boys buying him a house, maybe they did it for tax reasons. I've never been in that tax bracket. You know that they're in, but uh, maybe maybe they had to do it for tax purposes. I don't know. Uh, you know that that's the only thing I can figure uh, that uh, that he wouldn't buy his own self a house. But uh, who knows? You know maybe he's he's gonna 
have have a settlement coming up with uh, his former girlfriend that he's going to have to pay or something. But you know, I I can't figure that one out because uh, you know, John has probably a couple houses all over the place. I don't know that he need needs another big old place up there in Colorado. But what the heck, you know? If you got that kind of money, have have some fun because you only live once, right? They went on to say that the neighborhood that they purchased a house in for him, um, the the most inexpensive one was three million, and the most inexpensive one was eight million. So that's the window right there that they went out on a limb for their dad. Real estate. I I used to recruit Boulder. It's that's some expensive real estate. uh, Yeah. You know so. More power to him. Yeah. More power to him. Tim Moore, open mic. Yeah, I um, somebody touched on it. I think it may have been uh, uh, Donald Jones. uh, But, um, you know, I look at uh, the greatness of ballplayers, and and I think a lot of people are really kind of caught up in stats and analytics and all these kind of measurements of ballplayers today. And, you know, I look at last year's Super Bowl – and Jalen Hurts probably statistically outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, to, to be completely honest, last year. Um, and if you look at stats from this past weekend, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes really didn't do very much in the second half uh, of that ball game. Um, I think they had 36 yards passing before he threw to Vendez, uh, Valdez Scanling on the last bomb uh, during the ball game. Jared Goff got off to a tremendous start statistically. Uh, there against San Francisco. But I like to measure guys by how they play at key moments in ball games. If When you need that first down to keep a drive going, does the guy get it? Does he throw, throw the pass to the right receiver when he needs to? Does he scramble, keep the play alive, and, and scramble and get a first down when he needs to? And one thing I noticed this, this past Sunday was that Patrick Mahomes does that. Um, <laughs> I had no idea that they would win that game against Baltimore. Baltimore looked so dominant against San Francisco a couple of weeks ago that I thought they would just uh, win the Super Bowl this year. And Kansas City from the first drive uh, just announced, we're here to play ball. And Patrick Mahomes stepped up at all of the crucial moments in the ball game and made the plays he needed to make. Um, That's greatness. Uh, He's one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I want to I want to add a question to that here, but I do want to do my open mic, and mine is with Kristen Jusick, um, and she's the one that made the the jacket for for Taylor Swifty and Patrick Mahomes' wife, and she has now been issued NFL licensing to make jackets for every logo in the NFL. They have just issued her her own licenses. It took me eight years of podcasting before NFL.com would issue me an approval, and she got it in just two or three weeks. I'm upset about that. But, Tim, I would come back to you and to everyone else because I kept hearing it, and I think I put it in the thread, that um, uh, Lamar Jackson choked. And, Tim, I want to ask you and everybody else, did he choke or did the emotional – 
um, crazy bonehead plays with, with some of the guys in the personal files or just his team around him, Zay Flowers, everybody else, did they not play well? But I'll start with you, Tim. Is that just too rough that he choked? Uh, he didn't play his best game. I mean, he, he didn't play as well as he has played in other games this season, but I think choke is a little strong. Um, I thought he was making plays given what he was handed. Um, they ran, uh, according to what I saw, and I could be a little bit off, but I uh, I, I, I uh, heard on uh, ESPN, they ran the ball six times with running backs. Now, that doesn't you know count uh, scrambles and, and uh, receivers running the ball and that kind of thing, but with their running backs, they ran the ball six times. Um, during the season, Baltimore led the league in rushing. Um, it just didn't make sense, the game plan that they came up with. Um, and I think that hamstringed uh, their team. I think Lamar stayed in the pocket a little bit much. He was trying to prove, I believe, that he was a pocket passer or that he could pass from the pocket, which was a little bit of a mistake when you got the kind of talent he's got. But choke, I think, is a little bit of a strong word to use. Did we lose you, Princess? We sure did. I was just talking away. Um, my apologies. I'll come to you, Will Lewis. This, the same question, did Lamar Jackson choke, or did maybe the offensive coordinator not call a good game or choke? Will Lewis. Yeah, and that's exactly how I thought about it, and that's the way I, that I would address it, is that he tried to execute um, what was called. Um, when you have a guy who – and maybe he was, he was reading all that uh, news about him not being quarterbacky and all that kind of stuff. But I think uh, part of the problem was, you know, the the play the play calling, the play selection. A lot of it had him doing sitting in the pocket, doing drop back stuff. You know, just showing that he could be a pocket passer, which was crazy because um, because of his athletic ability and the things that he does to put a stress on the defense. And it was like Kansas City's uh, defense didn't have to worry about it, worry about that as much because you saw Kansas City's defense. Um, playing a little bit more um, spy coverage and doing some of those things like that, um, and they almost they almost didn't have to because Baltimore was kind of playing right into their hands with the things they were asking him to do. Um, so I think this is a case of uh, Baltimore overthinking it, their offensive coaches overthinking it, and, and taking away what they do best on offense. So no, I don't think he choked. I think he just tried to execute a, a bad game plan. Okay, Jay Hayes. Yeah, I, you lose, you just, I, okay. I, I think yeah. it was more the plan than Lamar, in my opinion. Um, I've, I've worked with Todd Munkin a, a couple different times, and Todd is a receiver, uh, quarterback coach, receiver coach, and he wants to throw the ball. And uh, I don't know what – he was trying to do, but you're breaking up there a little bit, Jay Hayes. All right, we're going to move on to Coach Donald Jones and come back to Jay Hayes. Donald Jones, your thoughts? Choke, Lamar Jackson? Um, no, you, you know you got to give. I mean, I think sometimes you got to also give credit to the other team they were playing, like Kansas City's been playing 
phenomenal defensive ball. Magnolia got those guys playing at a very high level. And um, I think, and I think they, you know, they just outplayed them, not coached. You know, on, you know, I think, you know, I don't think, um, I can't say Lamar choked. He made plays. I mean, I played, he, he threw the ball, passed himself, and then I touched him past the flowers was right on the money. <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't, you know, so I don't, you know, he didn't come in there, you know, he didn't come in the game, I don't think, you know, scared or unsure, sure, sure of himself, but, but like um, I believe what Tim just said, you do got to make plays when you need it most, and it just didn't happen, you know. But you know, then he took, he took, uh, he laid him down on that touchdown drive, and Flowers pumped the ball in the end zone. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and then <laughs> hey, playoff football, you got to win. You got to, you know, you got to. It's the guy who makes the, the team that makes the least turnovers and, and the least yeah. mistakes. Because these teams, because these teams are so. You know, there's so much parity between the two teams. The only few plays, a few plays, that game could have went easily went the other way. You yeah. know, it's defense. You know, defense win championship. You know, so it's going to be tough to score and move the ball. You know, I thought he should have ran the ball more with his used legs. I think, think that, you know, but you know, I, you know, I can't say he did a choke job. You know, he definitely could have played better. But you know, he'll get better. Does he'll learn? I mean, it's. It ain't easy, man. It was easy. Dan Marino would have won the championship, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he did play like a little bit that it was heavy on his shoulders. I, I thought he I, sometimes it looks like he was playing because he had to carry the team. But um, Jay Hayes, I'm going to let you button up your comments and then I'll get to Steve Thornton. Thank you, Princess. Like for saying. Um, I, I thought the plan they had in place was not a good one. Um, keeping keeping Lamar kind of stagnant in the pocket and uh, just trying to make him uh, look like something he's not. Uh, they they didn't give him a chance to to really make the plays he's capable of making. And um, the, like they said earlier, you know, uh, them to run the ball with the running backs times, that, that was not a good plan uh, to win that game. And they, they almost did, really, when yeah. you look at it. And um, just it was not, uh, you know, they should have done more RPOs. They should have done more. Um, you know, runs try to establish the run. Now, I don't think they have great running backs. I think the running backs are pedestrian at best. But um, you know, I I just believe uh, that's probably uh, something they need to improve on uh, with their team to have a bell cow type running back along Mm -hmm. with Lamar, uh, so that you know they can tell the ball, he can run the option, he can run RPOs, he can do that, you know, do what he's good at. Kansas City did a great job of you know, okay, they're going to stay in the pocket, make him make the throws to beat us, and you know, they they did a good job of keeping the top on the defense and 
and intercepting balls and stuff like that. It's just, just a tough day. Um, yeah, I don't, okay. I don't um, choke. I don't think he choked. Okay, okay. Steve Thornton, bring this home. Um, there were two turnovers in the red zone, um, yep. and if those <clears> plays <throat> go well, they win the game. They might win. You know, yeah. but, yeah, they Agreed. or they might win the game. Your thoughts, Steve Thornton? I, I'll be brief. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think he choked, but he definitely had a few peanut shells caught in his throat, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it comes back to those mistakes. He made one through that inception in the end zone, and Flowers made one when he fumbled the ball. You know, turnovers, especially in really big games, really hurt you. And someone earlier mentioned the fact that uh, the Ravens rushed the ball 16 times. Lamar Jackson had eight of those rushes, and the running backs did only carry the ball between them six times, and Zay Flowers carried the ball a couple of times. And even though Kansas City, uh, I think Pacheco rushed the ball 24 times for 68 yards. I'm looking at it on the internet, which is not a great effort. Wow. We all know that. But it's no? a threat. Kept the threat alive. They always knew they had to guard against the run. And in the meantime, Mahomes didn't have a, a great statistical game, but he was 30 for 39, which meant that basically when he was throwing the ball, he was completing it. Wasn't for much, yeah. but they did just they dink and they they take what you they what you give them, and then you know they 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 do the best with it that of anyone in the league. They take what you mm-hmm. what you give them, and then they execute off of that. And they and whatever you give them, that's fine. We'll take that, you know. And Baltimore just played a, a, in general a poor game. So hopefully they'll be back next year. We all can still root for Lamar, but uh, they didn't play very well over the weekend. They just didn't. Yeah, and I, I, I really thought a, a glaring thing was that Odell Beckham was, was missing. I, I don't remember really seeing him until the fourth quarter, um, you know. And then there was a time in the moment, I think, in the first quarter where um, Patrick Mahomes did not have an incomplete pass. I think they were, you know, 12 passes mm-hmm. before his incomplete pass, so – it was the moment. Um, before I turn it over to Tim, I'll get this one. After this, Tim, you can have it. I want to talk about coaching and hiring, um, and now there are three. And, and I'll start with you, Jay Hayes, on this one. You know, um, Raheem Morris is in, and Gerard Mayo is, is in, and then who's the other one? Antonio Pierce. So um, your thoughts about Raheem Morris and, and, and where we are with, with the coaching hires and, and how impressive that is. Uh, you kind of broke up, Princess, but uh, you're talking about uh, the hiring of, of uh, yes. the minority. Raheem Morrison. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know they're claiming Canellis is a minority now, too. Did you know that? Oh, really? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it came out the other day. They said a, a man of color, whatever Canellis' first name is, that he's met. Dave. Okay. And, uh, oh, wow. they, said, they said they hired four uh, men of color. That yeah. Hmm. So, like when I used to work for Barry Alvarez, he used to tell me, "Don't worry about it, Hoss. I can do what I want because I'm Spanish." 
you know. So, so you know, Spaniards, Mexicans can do what they want, you know. So, uh, well, Barry Alvarez. Okay. Um, all right. Well, Lewis, your thoughts about the hiring and where we are now? Um, I mean, I like the uh, hiring with uh, with Raheem because to me that's an example of a uh, a guy getting another opportunity. You know, and and sometimes in his business, um, people of color don't always get a, a second opportunity. Um, and I think uh, Raheem's kind of been down that road a little bit. He's still a young guy. I think he learned a lot from some of his his uh, um, earlier attempts. And I think he put himself in a good situation um, to uh, to step in here. Plus, I think he's going to be a good fit for that fan base, a much better fit for the uh, Atlanta fan base than uh, Bill Belichick <laughs> would be for that fan base. Um, so I, I think that that was a uh, – uh, I think that was good optics uh, and also a guy who was uh, deserving of the role. So I think that's uh, – I think that's a good deal. And I worked with okay. Dave uh, in Seattle uh, for a couple of years. Uh, he, he had come up with uh, Pete from, from SC, um, and he's, he's actually uh, darker than the head coach from the Miami Dolphins, to tell you the truth. So. But another story from that <laughs> time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, um, Donald Jones? Hey, we just need to give a lot of thanks to uh, Rico Hines over Houston boy. When you, when, you know, he represented very well. Yeah. He, uh, you know, that, you know that's, you know, by the, by taking over a Houston team who hadn't won in I don't know how long, and you know that really, you know, gave you know gave his own confidence. Hey, these brothers can coach, man. Give them a chance. You know, get it. And, and these young guys that I think you know Gerard Mayo by him being a, a younger guy as well, a former player. That connects well, and, and of course Antonio Pierce, who <clears throat> connects so well with their team, they play hard for them, <clears throat> for these guys, and you know, and the owners, you know, they saw that, they saw that, you know, so so it's, I think it's great, you know, that, that finally, you know, we got, I think you got more coaches now, with, with a total of what six, six to eight coaches, minority coaches now in the NFL. Nice, you, know, you so. include the man of. The man of color, um, Dave Canales, you know. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. We got to claim all we can get. Shoot. <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but, yeah. And I mean, Jets coach you know, is the man of color. Yep, Who? That's right. The Jet coach. Yes, yeah, Salah. Oh, wow. Salah. Oh, Salah. Yeah, okay. Right. Salah. That's true. He's Lebanese. Yeah. Okay. He's, I mean, you know, but, um, he's listed in that group. Yeah. yeah. Okay. For now. For now. You have another season like he did. You have another season like he did this year, you won't be. And here comes yep. the Jets fan right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get Steve Thornton's thoughts, and then, Tim, you can come bring it on home. You know, Steve, I think yeah. I said the last time we got together that uh, I thought one more might get hired. And that turned about turned mm-hmm. out to be Raheem Morris. I'm, I'm really happy for all of them for getting the opportunity. But what I, I thought of more than who had gotten hired was who had not gotten hired. And my thoughts mm-hmm. immediately turned to Eric Bieniemy, and why hasn't someone hired him? And uh, and also Dan Quinn. 
I mean, he was the defensive guru for about 17 weeks, and I don't think he's got a, co- a coaching job either. So I think he may come back too. I think the Cowboys, <laughs> they may just run it back. Why not? Well, I know he's interviewed with Seattle. Um, so, um, but not yet. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I thought he interviewed with Seattle already. Maybe I'm I mean, I'm wrong. But he has not but I did yet. see. No, 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 okay. no hiring yet. Yeah. And if you think about it, Kellen Moore, um, they're saying that Kellen Moore is a better offensive coordinator than than the enemy, or even Byron Leftwich. Who, yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, him, and then take over. Well, I, I I'm surprised. Um, I think I think they hired some really good coaches. Um, I, I was really really pleased to, to see the Raiders who I used to cheer for when they were the Oakland Raiders um, uh, hire Antonio Pierce because he I think he fits the mold of the old Raiders better than than any coach they've had in a long time um, so I was really really pleased with the opportunity all these guys got um, the Raheem Morris thing surprised me and I understand that the owner um uh, Mr. Blank wanted Bill Belichick, and he deferred to his football people uh, with the uh, organization in hiring Raheem Morris. And I understand Atlanta's uh, predominantly African-American city and um, that they'll be really happy for Raheem Morris, but he better win um, because you know, a year from now, two years from now, if he doesn't win, then all of a sudden they're going to be saying, we had a chance to get a guy who won six Super Bowls, and this is what we chose? He better win. So, um, yeah, Tim, and, and you, we, we keep giving – and I know we can't take him away, but Belichick hasn't exuded that winning um, formula the past two years. So right. is there not the conversation that maybe – some of that had to do with Tom Brady, but um, I think you're right. You, you, a proven winner, six Super Bowls. I don't know how you discard him, but I don't know if um, they were ready for. You know, I don't. I don't know how Belichick would have fit in in Atlanta, and he had two interviews, two or three interviews with them. But that's yeah. just my two cents. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. Um... Let's start with uh, Will Lewis. Uh, what do you what do you what are you thinking about the playoff games uh, this past weekend? Um, uh, Baltimore and uh, Kansas City, and uh, we talked a little bit about it. But uh, San Francisco and Detroit. Uh, give us your thoughts on both games. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought both of them turned out to be pretty uh, pretty good games. Um, I will say this about the uh, San Francisco uh, Detroit game: is it certainly was a uh, a tale of two halves. Um, Detroit showed up. Uh, they were first half dominant, uh, almost like they couldn't do anything wrong. Uh, young Jameer Gibbs, a running back, ran extremely well. Um, Goff controlled the clock, uh, did a nice job with the, uh, um, you know, with the offense. The, uh, you know, Detroit defense played the way they were supposed to play, you know, uh, physical and aggressive and um, did a nice job bottling San Francisco up. But to San Francisco's credit, um, you know, they showed that there's, a, there's, there's two games. I mean, uh, there's two halves, uh, and basically, yes, that, two games. So, um, you know, San Francisco got a little lucky here and there. Like the, the big pass play to Ayuk that bounced up off the cornerback and he caught it. Oh, yeah. um, they took advantage yeah. of a, 
you know, a lot of those situations. So I thought San Francisco was extremely patient, offense, defense, um, special teams. I thought Purdy um, stepped up. He was more than just a game manager. He threw the ball and made plays, and then he uh, he ran the ball and, and, and kept uh, kept plays alive. Um, so I thought San Francisco just showed that, you know, that you truly have to be a finisher, and they did that much better than Detroit. And for Kansas City and, and Baltimore, um, Kansas City's defense – uh, showed up in a in a special way. Um, it, this was really more about them than it was about Mahomes and Kelsey and you know the uh, suspect uh, running game uh, with, with Pacheco as well. Uh, so really, this was about Kansas City's defense uh, shutting uh, Lamar and company down. Um, and then you know obviously on on Baltimore side, uh, the young receiver uh, had a couple issues there with the uh, fumble going into the end zone. Um, the taunting call, that, this is a whole, that's a whole other story because I thought the officiating was suspect because uh, they could have called yeah. as many taunt calls on Kelsey and company than they did on uh, on Baltimore. So exactly. we'll leave officiating exactly. out of it for, for now. But, uh, but I thought the, the, the main thing was just how well Kansas City's defense played and bottled up Lamar. Um, Donald Jones, I, I, uh, I, I heard they need somebody to, uh, to run down and pick up um, the receiver named Reynolds from Detroit at the Greyhound bus station. Um, in Detroit, uh, <laughs> they, 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 I think they put him on a bus to send him back after he dropped those two passes. Um, yeah. Tom, what, 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 what were your thoughts about those two games? Um, about the uh, about the um, Detroit Detroit Frisco game. Yeah, that and the and the uh, Baltimore Kansas City game. And the Baltimore game. Okay. Well. Um, well. I thought the Detroit, I mean, the Detroit game, man, was so frustrating, man, because I, you know, because I thought Detroit earned the right to, to to win that game, you know, but they had, they had started off with a great game plan, running the ball. They were running the ball down the set 49ers' throats. Yeah. Um, and everything was just totally clicking, man. And then, you know, everybody was texting Texting my brother-in-law Larry, okay, you about to go get your tickets now? I was like, man, that ain't over yet. Don't be, don't. And sure enough, um, Frisco made those adjustments, and and um, and 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 I thought Detroit, you know, you talk about not running the ball. They didn't hardly run the ball at all in the second half. What got them there? They stopped doing it. They right. they kind of panicked. Talking about it, they panicked. You know, they they got the. The bus got tight when the game got cut. They were like, okay, uh oh. They did not stick to who they were. And for the Niners, you gotta give you gotta give um Purdy credit. You know, he played horrible in the first half, but he came back and just like what Tim was saying earlier, you make the plays in the key moments and that's what they were able to do. You know, and, and, and while, you know, guys like Reynolds was dropping balls, you know, you know, the for the Niners receivers was making plays. In the second half, when the game was tight, when the game was on the line, and that's and that's and that's the difference in the game, you know. And um, and I think as far as the Baltimore game, Kansas City game, you just uh, Kansas City, they just I, defensively, I think they playing better than anybody right now. And I think um, that's why I got them favored, man, because defense wins championships, man. This time of year, they just shut they just shut them down. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Coach Hayes, uh, Coach Hayes, uh, Donald makes a good point. Um, the Detroit was pushing San Francisco around the field the first half of the ball game, and 
it was like a dramatic change uh, in the second half. What, what are your thoughts about both of those games? Coach Hayes, you may be on mute. I'm not sure. Coach Hayes just dropped again. Go ahead and go to the next one. Okay. Uh, let's go to Steve Thornton. Uh, what, what were your thoughts about the two games? Oh, you know, hey, uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, I found both games to be interesting. Uh, the first game, the Kansas City-Baltimore game, yeah, I, I hate to make the comparison, but I will, simply because they're both great quarterbacks. But Mahomes, not physically, not what he does on the field, but just from a, a game, big play capability, doing what needs to, to be done and get done to win, they, he seems to have that. And, and Brady did that. Brady would break my heart every year during the playoffs because he could have a bad game for three, three and a half quarters. But if they had the ball with two minutes left in the game, you could be pretty sure they were going to score. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the way I, I, I compare or, or make an analogy to, uh, to Patrick Mahomes because that's what he does. And they, they do, just, like I said, they do just enough sometimes. Like even in this game, it was just 17 to 10. But they did just enough to win. They do the little things. And I think Tim just said, they make plays when they really need to. Even with a, a pass-receiving core that has, has survived a lot of criticism, they make plays when they have to. And, and, and they haven't been consistent, but here they are in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. enough said. And San Francisco, Detroit, Again, I'm really heartbroken this week because I was really rooting for Detroit. I really wanted them to win. But but uh, San Francisco did play. They just played a better second half. Uh, the game, if you look at the stats, they're very, very even. Rushing yards, passing yards, leading receivers, that type of thing. But uh, San Francisco made the big plays at the end. And, uh, you know, a few calls that might have been different, but, I don't hold that against Detroit. San Francisco just came back and won. So, yeah, you know, hats off to the 49ers. Yeah, Princess, what are your thoughts about the two games? Um, I was surprised at Detroit just really running all over um, San Francisco in, in that first half. But, you know, I, I really couldn't wait until the second half to see if there were any adjustments made and if 49ers were able to make this, this a game. Um, and, I thought the Lions imploded a little bit, you know, um, and the fumble, the fumble recovery by the 49ers. And then all of a sudden it's 24-17, and someone in the thread named Tim Moore said, uh-oh, and we had ourselves a ball game. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, you know, and they came through. But still, you know, um, I don't know. I'd like what Dan Campbell said in the press conference, that these, the window of opportunity is never open for that long. And, and, you know, we didn't seize the moment for this one. But I think he needs to take some of the blame, too, for the, you know, taking points off the, you know, or at least the field goal attempt. I think you take the points there. And it, if nothing less, at this point, we may have a tie, tie game and going into overtime. So congratulations to the 49ers. I thought Debo um, stepped up. I thought McCaffrey ran really hard. And um, Brock Purdy uh, stole some first downs with his legs, too. He looked really good in the second half. Um, in, the, in that game against the Chiefs and the, and the, the Ravens, 
I probably was the only one in my house pulling for the the Chiefs and and Patrick Mahomes, or maybe it's just that I wasn't going to bet against him because I think he's been there before, done that. I thought that um, uh, Lamar Jackson played a little, um, I don't know, just he wasn't himself um, or as perfect as he looked that second half of the Texans game or, uh, you know, when they were world beaters during the regular season. I didn't think he looked as good. I also thought that the Ravens had a lot of silly penalties. Um, Maybe the taunting wasn't good. But that hit on the offensive or defensive line against Patrick Mahomes was stupid. And, you know, just some silly penalties for sure. Um, but I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes in, in the Super Bowl. But, um, and i got to give Kelsey um, some credit in that first quarter. Uh, Travis Swifty, Kelsey, in, in that first quarter. I thought he was good, too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is Jay back with us or is he still out? Um, Jay is still out. Okay, uh, let me stay with you, Princess. Um, uh, let's let's look at what uh, what is it going to take for these teams uh, now that we've got San Francisco and uh, Kansas City in the Super Bowl to win the Super Bowl. What are the keys? I think one of the main keys is that I, I think Brock Purdy has to start fast. I don't think he can have a game where you know the first or second quarter he throws um, an interception because I. I think that Patrick Mahomes and that whole crew, as Kelsey said, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, and Andy Reid is still coaching them. I also thought that Spagnuolo would call a good game. But the key for me is for Brock Purdy to get off to a fast start and for them to score on their first or second drive. Um, and on, on the Chiefs side, I'm like Coach Donald Jones. I think defense wins championships in, in Kansas City, um, and, and Spag called a good game. I want to see that as a key, too. Um, and I, I think Mahomes is just going to be Mahomes. It's going to be a good game, but I'm not betting against Mahomes this time um, or last time. So, But I want to see Brock Purdy have a good game and get out to a fast start. Okay. Donald Jones, you said Kansas City's playing as well as anybody. What do you think the keys to the Super Bowl game will be? Did we lose He's Donald? He's still there. Nope, didn't lose him. Is are you on mute, oh, Donald sorry. Jones? I'm sorry, he broke up on me. I didn't. What, what was the question, um, Princess? Uh, what are the keys to the Super Bowl? Um, the keys. I mean, it's going to be. I, I mean, we're going to see. A, I think we're going to see a, another close game, um, and it's going to come down. Me, it's going to come down. To, you know, to to the final. You know, final few drives. But I think. You know who 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 is able to execute in, in those pressure key situations, man. I and mean, these big games, you don't know what the mental capacity of these guys going to be. Some people can't, you know, can't handle the pressure. But who who can handle the pressure the best? And that's why I got Kansas City because I think Kansas City, you know, they've been there. They they know what it takes. They know they know they know how to manage themselves. The manage the weeks <clears throat> leading up to the Super Bowl. And I think Frisco is just. That they, they they're talented but young, and I think um I think and I think um when you got like, like that guy Mahomes, I think he's gonna make the key plays in, in the crucial parts of the game, and I think you know they're gonna make the less mistakes and play better defense. So I you know I I got them you know I got them winning it, man. But it's gonna be a great game. It can go either way, you know. A couple mm-hmm. of turnovers here and there. Whoever makes the least turnovers. Run the ball and play defense. I think that's going to be the key. 
Uh, Will Lewis, what are your thoughts about keys to the uh, Super Bowl game? Uh, it seems uh, we we have to remember Kansas City beat uh, San Francisco in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and last year, even after they got McCaffrey, the only team that beat them during the regular season was Kansas City in San Francisco by almost three touchdowns almost. Uh, what are your thoughts about this game, keys to the game? Yeah, I see it being a, a little bit uh, tighter of a game than, than that. I don't think either one of them is going to – run away from it, and it very well may come down to the uh, to the last possession. But the, the back and forth, I think, in this game is going to be uh, seeing who gets off to a fast start right at the beginning. Um, I think for San Francisco, it's going to be important that their offense controls the ball, controls the clock, uh, keeps Kansas City uh, off the field as much as possible. I think Kansas City's got a, a more of a quick strike offense, and they can hurt you anytime, any place. Um, and certainly Mahomes can make any throw at any time from, from any place. Uh, and then I think defensively, San Francisco's defense needs to show up, you know, like, like they're capable of playing. I think they've got as uh, many first-rounders on that defense, you know, as, as any team in the league, and they need to step up. Um, and then for Kansas City's defense, uh, I think they've been playing well most of the year. Um, but for them to take uh, full advantage of Purdy, I think they're going to be, there's going to be a lot more pressure. I think Spags is going to throw his pressure package at him and come at him and not really give him a chance to get, get settled. So take, they're going to take advantage of his youthfulness, I think. So for me, that's going to be the key for, the, for either one of these teams. Uh, Steve Thornton, what are, your, what are your keys to the Super Bowl uh, matchup? Well, I've just been listening to everybody, and uh, my thought process has, has turned a little bit. But I, I think – I think the key is the the key is which defense plays better. I would say it's it's hard to stop either of the offenses that that will come together, Kansas City and San Francisco. San Francisco's got just got so many weapons. I mean, they they just and right now they seem to all be healthy. But I had written something down almost in jest, but the key is no turnovers early. No turnovers late, and no turnovers. <laughs> so whoever wins the turnover battle, I, I think that both teams are so talented that it will be a pick at the wrong time, a fumble. A pick and the fumbles are always at the wrong time, but you understand what I'm saying. A pick at an inopportune time, a fumble at an inopportune time, might supply the winning three points or touchdown. So... Dece- and it only validates what everyone always says, you know, defenses win championships. So whichever defense is able to impose their will or their style, so to speak, on the other team I think will be will be the winner. Princess, uh, what are your thoughts, keys to the Super Bowl? I think I gave mine, too. I, I, I did mine. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Um, let's, uh, let's stay with you, Steve, uh, for a second. And um, uh, wondering, you know, your top six uh, wide receivers. Man, you would come. You know what? Here we go. We're going to start out with Maserati <laughs> Marvin Harrison. I mean, that's the only place to start, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maserati Marv. And then the, the brother from Washington, Adunze. Adunze. Yeah. I like him a lot. And then I really like um, Xavier Worthy. Obviously, being here in Texas from UT. Yeah. 
And though you know, I don't you know, know, I was looking at that. I was looking at that. And he runs a four two. I didn't know he ran a four two. And he's six two. Six wow. one, six two. He's, he's kind of a tall guy. Very, very slim. Wow. <laughs> Almost looks like if you if you hit him real hard, he'll break in two like a pencil. <laughs> but yeah, and he has been beat up a little bit over the last year. Kind of hurt here and there. But a healthy Xavier Worthy, yeah. I like him as a wide receiver. And and just to close it out, not six, but another guy I would go ahead and draft either as a wide receiver or uh, a running back is Bucky Irving. Oh, yeah. From Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to add him to my offense. <laughs> I'll figure out where to use him. Okay, Princess, what are your thoughts on the wide receiver uh, core coming out of college? I like that. Maserati, Maserati, Harrison, you start with him. Um, I, I like, yeah, Marvin Harrison. I, I assume he's going to be first off the board um, at his position. You know, those two from LSU, because I think I watched every LSU game um, this year, Thomas and Neighbors, I, I think they're yeah. going to be drafted pretty high. Um, yeah. and, and that's a shame, yeah, but um, both of them are coming out. Um, I actually want to – um, pick one from South Carolina that I like, and it, it, they didn't have a good year. But Leggett, um, I thought, I, I think is going to go somewhere in the second or third round. Um, also Mitchell from Texas, I like him, and that is five. And I'm going to go um, Franklin from Oregon. You, you didn't mention him, um, and I, I liked his game um, the entire year. So those are my six. Okay, uh, well, Lewis, what are your thoughts? Uh, top six uh, wide wideouts going into the uh, draft. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm pretty close to uh, Princess in, in that group, um, at least with the first guy. I think that's the easy part. So, yeah, I would <laughs> go with uh, uh, Marvin Harrison. Um, you know, I think he separates himself, you know, brings all those elements to the game, athletic ability and body control and ball skills. Um, I do like uh, neighbors a little bit more than uh, than Thomas. Um, just because I think he's a little bit more of a polished uh, route runner, um, has mm-hmm. pretty good uh, body control. Um, for me, and this guy could be number two as well, um, it was Rome uh, Dunzing from uh, UW. Oh, yeah. Just like the yeah, big play. boy mm-hmm. with size, strong. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, so that, that's a big guy I can run. And I kind of like the big guys that that run well like that. Um, and that's why, you know, as much as I like uh, Troy, Troy Franklin because he's a speed guy, I do like the the big guys as well, like um, Mitchell from Texas and uh, and Leggett, and they're kind of specialty guys to me. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they have something a different sort of element. You know what I mean? Like Mitchell is a big time red zone threat. Um, at, you know, at six four, and but he's got body control and, and, and change of direction. And Leggett is a different sort of body type. You know, in that he's six three and two hundred and twenty five pounds, two hundred thirty pounds. He can do a lot of different things in, in your type of offense, almost like a, um, you know, like our guy Debo, you know, being a big body receiver like that. So I think that's yeah, that's five guys. And, and you like, you know, there's a lot of other guys down there. The one guy I just throw out was Devontae Walker from UNC, who's just a big athletic guy with all kinds of upside. Um, not as polished, um, but he's a he's a pretty special guy. So that's probably more than I need to give you. But th- that's my crew. Yeah, Leggett from South Carolina, by the way, runs a four two nine as well. Um, yeah, Princess, <laughs> uh, well, we we already got Princess uh, Donald Jones. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, top receivers coming out. 
Yeah, well, for me, it's, it's two guys, man, that, are, that stand out above everybody else, and that's Marvin Harrison and, and Roman Doozy. Uh, those guys can be like Justin Jefferson and Chase. They're going to have that kind of impact early, you know. So um, then, then after, you know, after that, you know, still some solid receivers. Like I, I like Charles Franklin from from Oregon, and I like – I like Keon Coleman from Florida State. Well, I was wondering if anybody mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was. Other big guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, and it was like <laughs> you said, Malik Neighbors is great as well. But but those are those are my top guys, man. But I clearly got my two guys at the top top of the list, and everybody else. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering if anybody was going to mention Coleman and and Miller, Johnny Miller, uh, the big six seven receiver for Florida State. Both of them um, pretty formidable to me. Uh, but um, you know, I uh, the, you guys mentioned some tremendous names. Odunze Harrison's probably head and shoulders above the rest of them, but uh, uh, worthy <laughs> tremendous receivers uh, coming out. Uh, Princess, it's on you. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop it right there, and let's we can quickly talk about what we're beefing. Um, we got about six minutes, so maybe if everybody can give us, um, you know, just about thirty forty five seconds, I'll start with you, Tim. Anything you beefing on or making us go hmm? No, I'm not beefing on anything. Uh, I I think we saw a good weekend of football. I think uh, the NBA is making some changes with Doc uh, Rivers going to Milwaukee, um, and I don't have any beefs. Okay. Will Lewis, anything you beefing on? Uh, just quickly, really. Um, the whole deal with uh, Justin Tucker, the kicker, and uh, the little incident pregame warm-up with uh, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Kelsey. Uh, really, I don't know why a kicker is kicking from the goal line anyway. He never does that in a game. So why would you be kicking from anybody's goal line? So, you know, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> And, and, yeah, it was, it was rude of them to just kind of, you know, kick his ball off the tee and throw his helmet and all that kind of stuff. But really there was no reason for Justin Tucker to be there. I know he said he's, he's done that for 12 years in a row, but he hadn't done it 12 years in a row against Kansas City. Yeah. Travis Kelsey just kicked it all out of the way. Yeah, just get out of the way anyway. <laughs> Donald Jones, anything you're beefing on? I'm making this go, hmm. Um... Don't, yeah, I'm, the only thing I'm beefing on is, uh, you know, we, you know, I'm just tired of all the Swifties talking about Taylor Swift and having them showing her every five minutes. <laughs> like, good Lord, come on, man. You know, this is a football game. That, but I, all they want to talk about is Taylor Swift, and you know, you know, you know. But anyway, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm just, I'm totally beefing on right a little bit on, but uh, but you know, you know, that's why some people don't even want Kansas City to win. Because they just want they just want they just want to lose. So they can stop talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve Thornton. You had it on your list, and that was the portal and NIL. And my recommendation mm-hmm. for both of them is to blow both of them up and start from scratch. I know that's mm-hmm. not going to happen now. I'm not that naive, but um, that's what needs to happen to both programs. They both need to be eradicated, and they need to bring up some to start afresh because it's ruining college football. This is my personal opinion, so that's what I'm beefing about. Okay, 
All right. And to further aggravate Donald Jones, Taylor Swift um, <laughs> is going to be in concert in Japan, and so the NFL is concerned that she won't get back in time for the Super Bowl. She'll be in Japan <laughs> oh, on, on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, so good. Great. they're going to try to rest and get her back her there. private jet can get um, her back. And then my last thing is a shout-out to Ben Simmons. You know, don't have a good game and tease me. You know, try to play the whole year um, and then come back and see me. So, but Ben Simmons uh, looked pretty good the other night. So, but that's all I got. But nobody wants to be a Taylor Swifty for sure. So, um, Andy Reid pointed at her when he was on the on the on the podium. He pointed to her and she pointed yeah. back. How about that? <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Did, did, did Simmons hit a jump shot? Did Simmons hit a jump um, shot? Did Simmons, he, he sure did. Several. He had a good game. Okay. Yeah. He looked Hopefully really he can good. Keep it together. Um, but I think this is his first game of the season. And before this, I don't know if he's really played in two or three years. Again, um, what a disappointment. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he number one pick in the draft? Oh, don't mention that. Love <laughs> Texas. Oh boy. <laughs> And we're going to end on that right there. <laughs> Two more. Uh, Duck Riley, hope everything is good. Steve Thornton, um, Donald Jones, thank you. Will Lewis, Jay Hayes, thank you. And a shout-out to Tori, who's listened to most of the show. You guys have a great week, okay? All right. All right. Awesome. Never had it so good. Bye.